As daylight broke above Eritrea's eastern peaks, Rika Teferi wrestled the steering wheel of a Zeal stakebed truck and scanned the sky for MiGs. This was the most dangerous time of day. Low sun angle, long shadows easily spotted from the air. She and her squad should have laid up undercover half an hour ago, but they were so proud of their catch that they'd voted to press on. Now they were almost home. Bouncing over rocks, she led the small convoy of captured Ethiopian military vehicles along a dry riverbed flanked by gray limestone cliffs. The truck's cab stank of cheap cigarettes, and the muscles in her arms ached with fatigue. But soon she'd be able to bed down in her own little corner of the caves. To signal the sentries who no doubt had her in their sights, she held her sniper rifle out the window, shaking it triumphantly in the cold mountain air. A kilometer farther on, she trundled up onto the bank, halted under a patch of thorn trees, and hit her horn. Like a dam bursting, the cliff face erupted, pouring out village members from a dozen camouflaged openings. With whoops and cheers, men and women swarmed over the two zeals. Children banged the sides of the armored personnel carrier and clambered up to dance on the prize trophy, a Soviet-built T-55 tank. Rika! Alem shouted. Out of the melee, her younger brother surfaced at her window, sporting the perpetual grin that endeared him to everyone, especially the teenage girls. The weak-old wound where a bullet had grazed his neck still showed pink against his ebony skin. We also got a zeal, and ten cases of rocket-propelled grenades. Excellent. Captured arms were the lifeblood of Eritrea's battle against enslavement. But a tank! Alem stepped back to look it over, then opened her door. How many soldiers? One, and six wounded. She hated taking a life. Her stomach for it had never developed after the first time when, at age ten in their old village, she'd had to use a wood-splitting hatchet to stop an Ethiopian soldier about to dash little Alem's head against a boulder. Now a sharpshooter, she usually aimed for the thigh or shoulder, where destroyed bones guaranteed permanent retirement from battle, thanks to the miserable medical care most Ethiopians received. Climbing down from the cab, she saw a ragged girl, maybe six years old, poking her finger into the shiny bullet holes that snaked across the truck's door and driver's side mirror. As always, when they had to move vehicles in daylight, the exterior mirrors, even if shattered like this one, were folded in to prevent reflections that might attract Ethiopian migs. Stand back, watch your hands, she told the child before slamming the door. Come on, they're calling for you. Alem pulled Rika into the crowd around the tank, where her second-in-command stood in the driver's hatch telling their story. Cries of well done and good job swelled Rika's heart. So too did the beaming face of Fabin the pretty subordinate she'd been training to be a marksman and who last night had lamed her first Ethiopian. Now a young man renowned for his poetry climbed up to stand among the children atop the tank. Eyes blazing, he launched into a proclamation of imminent victory over the Soviet puppets in Addis Ababa. Favin gazed at him with undisguised adoration. But they'd already been out here too long. The sun was climbing, warming the crisp African air and threatening them with exposure to the enemy. Though their narrow canyon was well protected from Ethiopian ground troops, it remained vulnerable to air attack.
So rebel forces here, as elsewhere in the highlands, lived their daylight hours in subterranean towns hewn from rock. Cutting off the poet, Rika shouted, Let's continue this inside. She and the other drivers returned to their vehicles. Starting her engine, she glanced up at the crystalline sky. Another beautiful day, to be spent underground. It was then she noticed the little girl studying herself in a triangular piece of glass. It matched a chunk missing from the zeal's mirror, probably dislodged when Rika slammed the door. Oh no. The girl sat on a rock, her back to the sun. How long had she been sitting like that? With a chill, Rika searched the sky for aircraft.